My name's Liana Berry and you're listening to Art Muse Podcast, a podcast about the intersections between art, healing and creativity. Hello and welcome back to Art Muse Podcast. Today's theme is around the pace of art making. And if you've been creative a little while, you will know that creativity ebbs and flows. There's periods of gushing inspiration and other times of stagnancy and stuckness. But generally speaking, I think there is this beautiful pace of slowness that weaves its way through our creative practice and our process of seeking inspiration and processing our feelings through creativity And that's the element that I really want to unpack a little bit today. I think in some ways it's immediately recognisable and in other ways it's surprising. I know for me there's this constant resistance against that slowness. There are occasions where I really embrace it, but I think culturally and socially, um, particularly with the rise of social media in the last decade or two, there's this real juxtaposition and contrast of what we're viewing and what we're actually experiencing with creativity so what we're consuming a lot of the time is a real fast-paced evidence of what we think creativity looks like and we see lots of reels lots of videos lots of photographs there is this illusion around and this narrative that's built around what creative process looks like and the speed and I feel that that's worth discussing that's worth challenging and that's worth questioning I think there is so much benefit to social media so I'm going to start with that disclaimer in that this isn't a tear down of social media by any degree a lot of the guests that I have on Art Muse podcast have come through social media connections discovering each other that way it's an amazing way to create community to gain inspiration to learn and there is so much benefit through internet and technological forms but I think there is a dark undercurrent which we are all most of us are pretty aware of but the the dark undercurrent that I want to explore a bit more today is around how social media challenges that slowness that is inherent in creativity and how important it is for people that are creative to recognize and to just challenge that to be able to see that contradiction and to really unshackle the ways that that can be really suffocating and really restrictive and I guess it adds a lot of pressure where pressure isn't needed because as soon as you think something should be happening faster you know it builds up an anxiety it changes the energy of something so I think there's a real value in recognizing how creativity is inherently slow and so yeah let's dive into that a little bit more I'm going to take a couple of steps back and just start us off with looking at how art slows us down I'm going to talk a little bit about striking inspiration and go into that dark strain of social media a little bit and uh, hopefully finish up chatting about um, embracing slow creative projects so let's start off by thinking about the ways that creativity has a slowness about it the natural ways i would say that creativity has a slower pace 
what I've chatted about in previous episodes, there's sort of this duality with creative process. You've got the internal evolution that's happening and you've got the external physical thing that's being made. And both of those have a grounding in a slower pace. So if we start off with like the most simple and the most direct explanation is the acquisition of skills is naturally slow. I think this can really challenge people sometimes to pick up art making and to persevere with it. So for everyone, the pace is going to be different. That's probably a good thing to start off actually saying. I'm obviously being quite generalised. So depending on how long you've been around art making for, depending on your natural disposition and depending on the foundation of skills you already have, you are going to be at a faster or slower pace of making and creating it's not dissimilar to sport that way I think of my siblings one of my sisters and my brother are really sporty they pick up sport really quite quickly they've obviously had lots of interest in it in their lifetime so they have that foundation of skills but they also have a natural ability to be coordinated they can shoot a basketball or a netball hoop much easier than I they can catch balls without dropping them they have a a better agility a better mind body coordination when it comes to sport and they have a passion for it that I have to really work for a lot of the time so they are already kind of conditioned in a way that means they pick up their skills much quicker and it's the same with art making so some people do have a natural disposition to creativity you know and I would say that I'm one of those people and often I guess sometimes that natural disposition does magnetize us to to that activity or to that field so I do have an ability to understand an artistic process quite quickly to be able to express myself using art mediums in the same way that my siblings are able to be more coordinated I'm more coordinated with my fine motor skills and you know there are areas that I really struggle in when I chatted with crocheter Ellie Anderson I think I admitted in that episode I find crochet and knitting extremely challenging so you know there are some kind of jack of all trades when it comes to creativity just as there are in sport but a lot of the time it's a a combination so it's a combination of having some natural disposition and just having a lot of practice and having a lot of exposure to it so if we find we have an interest in something we are naturally like I said magnetized towards it and that builds on itself so the more that we gain confidence and mastery the more we keep an eye out for it the more we readily engage with it the more we kind of volunteer ourselves to be engaged in it the more that we're engaged with creativity the more we condition ourselves the more that we find it we have an ease we have an ease for that first part of art making and that first part of creativity and so what happens is that it becomes faster you know if we need to draw a circle and we've been had lots of practice of drawing circles regularly over the last few years it's going to be a quicker speed than someone that hasn't drawn a circle for five or ten years there's a there's going to be like a natural variance of speed so I just think that that was probably important to say at the start is that there is a wide scope of variation 
and it is often the way with creativity that it is useful to be able to look beyond ourselves and look and I think artists often work in a solitary way but there is so much benefit from collaboration and from companionship within an art space but saying that it is a fine balance because comparison can be the thief of joy can't it sometimes looking at other people's speed and their fast paced ability to engage with our creativity is not helpful for ourselves because we're going to be in a different place we're going to have had different experiences we're going to have different foundations we're going to be conditioned in a different way just as people are conditioned differently when it comes to sport you know some people are just starting out having had a long break or not even having had any previous exposure and some people are you know well and truly rehearsed and that's been the bread and butter of their life forever you know um, they've always been sporty and it's the same thing some people have always been creative and some people are just re-entering the journey and it is absolutely fine wherever you are on that spectrum you know creativity can meet you where you're at but there will be a difference in pace but there is slowness about the whole process for everyone and that's what I love is that no matter how rehearsed you are in your creativity you can't speed up certain elements of the process it takes time within the physicality of it you have to do the work you have to make something you can't skip it you know you're not a wizard or a witch you can't magically conjure a finished sculpture or and jump 10 paces ahead and have done all of the brush strokes for a painting now i know artificial intelligence does come into this conversation and it's not something i'm really keen to chat about today because i just think it I don't feel that it necessarily has a place in the creative world and I know that might be controversial to some of you Um, and if it is I'd love to hear from you because perhaps we can have enough controversial dialogue to be able to build an episode on it Um, but it's not a discussion I'm necessarily willing to sit here by myself and talk about a because I don't feel like I'm educated enough to understand its impact in the world but b because I'm actually still quite pissed off at the concept that uh, a computer can skip all of the glorious messy challenging complicated parts of art making and deliver a artwork that's basically kind of empty it's kind of void of humanness which is what I love about art making and creativity and I don't like the blurring of reality and that it can be confusing for some people whether it's been made by a human hand or but made by a computer and I just think what's the point like what is the point of life if we're just jumping to the destination like the point is the journey that's where our learning that's where our richness that's where our connection that's where our energy comes from and I just have such a bad taste in my mouth around artificial intelligence and creativity because I think for a lot of people the drive to create artificial intelligence in creativity comes down to money or laziness so greed or laziness and that might sound really abrasive and really abrupt but I guess there's a threshold oh and I'm going into this I'm I'm already kind of getting pulled into this conversation around artificial intelligence but I just think there is a threshold and I think the latest software that you know has sort of emerged in the last 24 months is over that threshold So there is a place for libraries and availability of creative resources. I use programs like Canva and have purchased 
stock photos and things like that in the past and used them within Photoshop projects and things. So I think there is a place for editing software and I think there is a place for having that stock and that availability to be able to be creative with but there's a there's like a boundary and there's a lot of consent when it comes to you know selling stock photos I know it doesn't always happen that way and people still steal and things like that and even if photographs edited a bit that is imaginative is anchored in with an individual's perception and an individual's emotional landscape So even if someone is creating something, you know, through Photoshop or Illustrator that is 90% collaged and imagined and edited, it's still got this anchor point in the creator's internal landscape. It's still got that humanness in it. But when we're looking at artificial intelligence that just takes a few sentences or a few words description and generates all of that there's no hand at play there. I just think it's really empty. It's really shallow and it's really disappointing. And I think it's also really dangerous um, and incredibly frustrating for the creative world because there are a lot of people that are uneducated around the processes of creativity and are looking to make money and, you know, want to make it as fast as possible. And that just seems like an easy way out, doesn't it? Like, why would I pay an artist? Why would I try and learn the skills myself? Because I can get here, here and here closer to my destination as quickly as possible. And that's not the point of life. It is not about the fastest route, which is why we're here today. We're talking about slowness and embracing slowness and the value of that and the reality of that because art making is slow so if you want to learn how to paint you have to acquire those skills you have to explore you have to experiment and then within that process of acquiring those skills that's where the learning comes from you learn about your personal taste you learn about what you find challenging you learn how to problem solve you build a sense of confidence and mastery because you can see progress and change and growth happening you learn different ways to express yourself other than using words or if your creative medium is words then you're learning to use language a different way just as we spoke about last week and the episode before when we were talking about language and poetry and if you haven't listened jump back an episode and listen to Laura Dana she's incredible so there's all of these things that are happening within the process so we don't want to skip that and the slowness means that there's a lot happening there So some people can get frustrated when it's slow. Like, I just want to learn. I just want to get these skills set. I just want to be able to be good at this. And it just takes time. Like working with kids a lot, I get a lot of kids that will say, oh, I need help with this. Can you help me? So I will, you know, help them with it where it's appropriate. And or they'll want to engage in some sort of mirroring activity where we're both doing something alongside of each other. And occasionally I'll get a comment from one of their children like, oh, you can use scissors so well. How can you cut that? And I can't or, you know, I can't do eyes and your eye looks good. And, you know, when I'm working with children, I I'm not working in an adult way because I'm working therapeutically. So I'm really kind of pulling myself back and monitoring what the child needs and participating in that way and I'm not focused on the outcome of what I'm creating I'm focused on the therapeutic process within the room so often I am drawing stick figures or drawing quick beady eyes I guess there is still a certain skill that translates sometimes through that when I'm working with 
children that are, you know, 25 years younger than me. And I will often say to them, like, I'm 33. I'm almost 34 years old. I have had so much more practice. So don't get disheartened because I've had all that time to be able to use scissors or to practice drawing beady eyes, whatever it is. And, you know, there's always a nice conversation that can happen there. But it is worth just reminding ourselves at any age that the more practice and the more exposure you have to something, the smoother and easier it will go. So there is a slowness that happens to happen to get there. And if you think about slowness on a bird's eye perspective, the process of making and being creative is a whole lifetime. There is no end point. It is a slow process because it is ongoing and continuous. And when we're fast paced, when we're constantly looking to get things achieved and get things done and move through things quickly, actually engaging in a creative process that is inherently slow, that you can't speed up, whether that's because you're learning it and you're still just kind of chipping away and gaining those skills or whether it's because the process itself has limitations. And so there are many processes in art making and creativity that you can't rush, not because you, you have to build the skills, but even once you have the skills, you can't rush. There's a method involved. The paint has to dry in between layers. You have to wait for the kiln to fire the pottery you have to edit the song you have to learn the lines you know there's so many different ways so many so many different ways where you are forced into waiting and into a slowness and especially because a lot of them they're multi-stepped things like printmaking you have come up with a design place it on let's say we're doing lino printing trace it onto the lino then you have to carve it out and then you have to potentially do a trial print might have to carve out a little bit more sharpen up the edges and particularly if you're doing multiple colors so you will then print the first color let it dry carve out the areas that are associated with the next color and then you will reprint and then continue layering up potentially it's even slower because you if you've only got one roller and one palette then you have to clean in between and then you print again and then you layer it up until you're happy with the, the layers of color so there is stages and processes to a lot of art making that you cannot rush that it is slow and that i think is really glorious it is a nice balance to the fast-paced world that we a lot of us live in if we're also thinking about expressing ourselves through art making what we're actually making then that is also (laughs) i hate to tell you a slow process and it's an ambiguous one and a magical one and i think for me that's part of the attraction but it can be incredibly frustrating. And over time, we gain hacks, we gain knowledge around what our needs are and, you know, what our cycles are and the ways that we process information and we get to know ourselves. So we can sort of lean into different things that we know are going to be supportive of the process. But largely, it takes time. You know, some people do have a speediness here, but for a lot of people... There is a huge complicated gap of processing between intense emotional experiences and being able to express them. As I've said before, it's energy. We're shifting energy. And so there is an immediate need often to release energy. But as far as like more nuanced 
narrative-based, internalized emotional processing, making sense of something, making meaning of something, letting it go, understanding it in context of self, that just takes time. That is not something that's easily rushed. That can sometimes even take years. Sometimes it's a, a constant kind of thing that we dip in and out of. And, you know, it's that conversation, particularly with things like grief, that it never actually leaves us. It's something that we're continuing to carry and we're trying to lighten the way that we carry it so it doesn't burden us. But it's something we might always carry with us. Some things we put down, but some things are woven deep into our emotional and internal fabric. So the way that that expresses itself through our art making is slow. It is a process that has to find the right recipe to be expressed and as I said, some of that is ambiguous. It's not an A to a B method. Often you'll find things come out in their own way. Who has been out and about doing something, engaged with something, and all of a sudden you have a, a flood of emotion. It's got triggered by something. Our emotional landscape is constantly kind of rising and settling below the surface. And creativity is around for a lot of people around a literal physical expression of that internal landscape when it does come to the surface but it's not always predictable often it's not predictable and often it just needs time and attentive care so there is this slowness between having to learn to make and having of having the physical process of making and then there's time and slowness to allowing that to sit within our internal landscape and to rise and fall as it's needed to express itself i wish i could be more clear than that perhaps there are other people in the world that can articulate that better but i just feel like it's not as concrete and not as prescribable as we would all like it to be it is slow and often it involves us having to slow down so let's shift into inspiration then and how we locate what we're creating and how slowness can actually be really beneficial so we I mean we've all been there when we've had like a huge gush of inspiration i i often get inspired maybe once a month i have a feeling that it's linked to my hormone cycle but I will have at least a few days per month where I can find my words really, really easily. And I will write and write and write. And I will write lists of what I'm doing. I will have all of these project ideas. I will suddenly be able to explain things and I'll be wanting to write blog posts. I probably have like at least 10 Word documents with one to two paragraphs of the start of a blog post. And it's like inspiration strikes and it's like quick. Like what? where am I going to where am I going to aim it? What have I, what can I target with it? And it's for me, I've learned over the last couple of years to try and just make space for that. If I can, I live a lifestyle um, and a work routine now where I am often able to harness that and make space for it. And I will try and get it all out so it's there because I know that inevitably that is going to drop back and then I'm going to be back into a slower pace and I will also get really stuck at times and really lost so I try to really embrace those moments of flooded inspiration and everyone's going to be different about what inspires them and hopefully most of you will have had those experiences of being flooded by your inspiration because they're really fun and really exciting and really energizing 
but they're a small portion of the time at least in a long-term context maybe you will go through a phase where you feel readily inspired and flooded quite frequently and your seasons will be more prolonged that way so then once you're through that inspiration phase you'll have a more prolonged period of feeling stuck and other people it tends to be like a shorter cycle through so for me it definitely is every few weeks but there are there's shorter um, pockets of inspiration and they cycle through and so I get asked a lot or it's a I guess a conversation I always also hear a lot in other creative arenas around how to get inspired how to find inspiration and because we're we're often looking for that high energy that flood that richness that tangibility that comes with those moments where you know I'm writing the start of 10 blog posts or I've got you know two pages of painting ideas well we're looking for that intensity of that energy and so we can become quite frenetic like we can come become very kind of proactive and very energized trying to seek that out but what I actually find when you're looking for inspiration or you're looking to get out of a slower stuck pace is actually to slow down more and it seems counterintuitive right like you want more energy you want more inspiration so pick up the pace do more find more seek more but actually stepping back and slowing down can be one of the biggest benefits to our creativity and to our inspiration and that I think is for a number of reasons the primary one is that slowing down increases your attention so it increases your exposure because you're allowing more time and more space to be able to see and experience and and process the sensory environment around you. So if we're thinking about like slow tasks, if you're talking to someone about slow living or, you know, slowing down to be more meditative and more relaxed, you're thinking about things of like walking or riding a bike instead of taking a car, of cooking something from scratch rather than buying it ready-made, of sitting and being still, whether that's outside or inside, of doing a task that has multiple steps and takes a longer period of time. So if we think about those things, what we're actually doing is slowing that our physical energy down and being more attuned and attentive towards our environment our perception and our attention is more aware of what is going on around us so for example if you drove a car to the shops you might notice a few things oh look there's that road's been blocked off for roadworks oh there's that double-decker bus that's parked in someone's front yard that I always idealized turning into a camper van the sky looks really rainy today you will notice a few things particularly if you're not driving if you're driving you probably notice even less but if you're a passenger in the car you're going to notice a few things but if you walk from your house to the same destination to the shop down the road I will guarantee that you will notice so much more you're going to notice those cute little pansy flowers that the neighbor planted five houses down. You're going to notice how there's a big gaping crack in the footpath just around the corner where the roots of a tree are pushing through. You're going to notice that there is a magpie in the tree 
that is in nesting season and is trying to sweep you much to your disdain there are all these things that you're going to notice that you would just speed on by in a car and so you're slowing down you're increasing the volume of input but in a way that is very analog that is very manageable so the benefit of slowing down of doing slower activities is that we're more likely to be increasing our input and scanning our environments and experiencing them in a sensory way and that is more likely where inspiration is going to reside so why so many people are inspired by nature is because often when we're experiencing nature we're in that slowness we've filtered out all of the noise of modern life when you're in nature you're often not plugged into technology and I just there's so much richness in our environments if we can perceive them and sometimes inspiration doesn't need much sometimes it's just a new color or a new type of flower or an interesting contrast or something that sparks an old memory or something that connects us with an emotion that is sometimes all that's needed to inspire us and I actually just listened to the audiobook. It's a few years old of um, Big Magic. I don't know if any of you have listened to it. It's a really interesting perspective of creativity. It's written by Elizabeth Gilbert and she's a writer and she talks about her perception that inspiration are energetic entities, ideas, creative ideas are energetic entities that exist independently and that they're kind of floating around and that they are locating a host and that they will come kind of visiting different people, nagging at their creative brain, trying to form a bond and a relationship to be eventuated into their creative form, whether it's a book idea or whether it's an art idea or whether it's a play. She said there's all of these creative ideas that are floating around looking for hosts and it was an it's an interesting idea and it certainly I liked some aspects of it and I definitely felt some truths in it there are sometimes unexplainable parallels of people experiencing the same creative ideas at the same time and there does definitely feel sometimes to be this air of like graspability and suddenness sometimes when an idea visits if we don't pay it enough attention we don't get around to making it it does seem to lose its traction and disappear and and suddenly not be able to be utilized in the same way that we thought we would we sometimes can assume our creative ideas will always be available there are some elements of the book that I didn't necessarily agree with but I think it's very much worth reading and I will tag it in the show notes it did get me thinking even more so about this idea of slowness and the importance of being attentive and having and being open to the ideas around us and I think that antidote to feeling like stuck and rushed and uninspired is actually like to slow down to notice so it's an interesting conversation to have and I think that's definitely a way for us to try and find inspiration or to fuel our creativity is just to slow down and to build some of those slow processes and some of those environments back into our life because often when we're being slower and more intentional we are more aware of our needs we're more aware that we like to spend more time in nature or we have time to listen to music or you know we have time to attend to our emotions like all of the things that fuel creativity 
we have time for if we slow down for them. So it is incredibly, incredibly useful. And it also forces us to kind of review what we're doing. So even when we have a huge gush of inspiration, it is very rare, I think, for it to not need any review. So yes, I have pumped out an artwork in the space of an hour or a couple of hours before and I have heard plenty of stories where high profile creative artists have written a book in a week or written a poem quickly in one sitting and it's you know can sometimes be there it can feel like their masterpiece it can be highly successful and it came quickly and 95% of it was done in that gush in that high force energy but it didn't necessarily need no review and I think that's something that's always worth noting that the way that creativity also makes us slow down is it makes us come back to something it makes us revisit something rather than just like a rush through once finished most often we have to come back and look at it and there is benefit from reviewing from reconnecting from revisiting something Sometimes I will do an, an artwork and I'm thinking, oh gosh, this is not working. I can't get it to work. It's not going to work. I'm going to end up having to put it in the bin. And I will revisit it a few days later and all of a sudden I see the answers. I say, oh gosh, yep, I just need to put more highlight there. I just need to put more shadow there. or I just need to change that line because it's making the proportion look wrong. If I was in that first sitting or that, you know, that the next sitting and persisting and pursuing and trying to be fast trying to finish it before it was ready I can't see the answers and I just think that's it like this is this is reached its limit this is the boundary but actually it might be the boundary for the day but if I take a couple of days or even just a couple of hours and I come back my brain is refreshed and it's almost like it's been working out underneath the surface and I'm able to see what's needed next and that is always such a relief And the same sometimes goes for excitement when I think, oh gosh, I've done it. This is like really speedy today and I feel such an elation because I've done a whole painting and I think it's finished and then I'll come back a few days later and I'll be like, there's just a couple of little tweaks that can be made just to take it to that next level. So there is benefit from a slowness in time in that having that extra time being able to come back and revisit and review is really important so I think one of the things I want to highlight in this podcast episode is really flipping our relationship with pace really flipping our relationship with slowness because I think that it's really easy to get a negative association to feel really frustrated and disappointed if things are taking a period of time. If we're constantly having to do that, like create a little bit, take a break, come back, revisit, rework, take a break. Sometimes that extends much further than what we thought. Sometimes we're comfortable with that for a period of time and then it starts to grate on us. There's this expectation and that's where the tension is usually in the difference between what's happening in reality and what the expectation is. The expectation is that we should already be finished by now. You know, we should be better at this. We should be faster at this. And the reality is that we need more time we need to revisit we need breaks you know we're feeling overwhelmed we need to process an emotion we need more inspiration whatever it is forcing us to slow down is at odds with our expectation around a faster pace so I really want to challenge everyone to flip 
that rather than seeing it as like a negative like and a guilty thing like oh I should be this could be this needs to be actually seeing the value in I get to and I think the seed of this idea was planted by another book by an author called Emma Carey who wrote a book The Girl Who Fell From The Sky and she had a skydiving accident and survived and became what's known as a walking paraplegic so she still has a spinal injury and lots of challenges around bowel and bladder control and balance but she can walk her book is incredible she also has a huge social media following but her book is really beautiful so I would highly recommend reading it but I think part of a big takeaway from that book for me was her insight into and she has this tagline like if I can I must because it's this idea that like we take for granted what we have until it's not there she wanted to continue living her life in a way that celebrates what she can do and that makes the most of it and so it's a seed that sort of was so powerful sometimes reading books can really kind of give language and words and concepts to our internal ethics and our internal um, paradigms and ideas and that's one that sort of started to has threaded its way through my art therapy journey since I read the book and connected with lots of other little sparks that have been along the same kind of thinking and it's this idea of celebrating what we have instead of thinking about what we don't have and not in a way that minimizes not in a way that's toxic positivity in a way that just fundamentally looks at the ability so we're looking at the ability to be creative and the ability to be slow and rather than feeling guilty that we're not getting there fast enough or it's not happening in the way that we hoped we're able to have gratitude for the fact that we have an ability to be creative that we're on the journey and that the tagline is I get to you know I get to be creative I get to paint I get to review my painting I get to learn about myself I get to be in the journey I'm not skipping to the destination and that's where the joy lies that's where the gratitude lies that's where the learning lies and so for me sometimes when I'm really struggling actually just flipping that guilt flipping that expectation and expectation that fast-paced must get it finished must look a certain way must be speedy at it is all external like it's all just conditioning and it's all just self-critique because you know obviously if you have a deadline things are going to be slightly different but if we're just making we're just creating there is no standardized recipe You know, if it takes you 10 years to finish your book or 10 years to finish a painting, it does not matter. There's no judgment except for what we make up. The reality is that you're just working on something creative and you're telling a story and you're being expressive and you're part of a process and hopefully you're getting fed from it. You're getting fueled from it you know you're meeting parts of yourself and you're finding moments of joy and you're thriving in the challenge and the struggle and you're learning and so you know just really flipping that from expectation to what the opportunity there the richness in in being able to do something can be really helpful so 
yeah, let's jump a little bit into social media and that dark side of it because it's all lies. I mean, it's not all lies. I shouldn't be, um, that's probably a bit grandiose, but we see a fast paced version of creativity online all the time, you know, especially with the rise of reels and videos, people film their process and then they speed it up. And I love creative videos. I love creative social media content. But it can be a trap if you are interpreting it, which, you know, so often we do with visual. That's how we're wired to see visual media and to experience it as real. That's just how our brains work. We have to really stop ourselves and slow down and take time away from social media when you need to. If you're looking for connection and inspiration and you're feeling like you can handle it confidently, then go for it. But I certainly have recently started taking longer breaks because at certain times it can be dangerous for me to be consuming other people's content and naturally normalizing it and thinking that that is a standard experience. When, you know, like I said, sometimes we do get flooded with inspiration. Some people have had a lot of rehearsal in art making and creativity so they have a higher speed but a lot of the time it's just curated it's just videos that have been sped up or edited together or people have filmed the start of a painting and then the end of the painting and made it look like there was nothing in between and I'm saying painting because obviously I often say that because that's my natural modality but I'm talking about any form of creativity here we don't see the whole story there is so much off screen and you know to be fair people can't put it all online you know like we're not filming ourselves 24 hours a day and even if we did we need to be like the Truman Show and just have it constantly on air like there's not physically enough time enough space or necessarily like the interest in seeing all those quiet moments but they're there trust me like everybody's creative process has similarities beyond the camera most artists aren't creating 24-7 and they go through periods of frustration and periods of lull and quietness and stuckness and redoing things and taking a huge amount of time. And I have really celebrated when I do see videos of people showing the exciting curated reel that is really enjoyable to watch but also adding Instagram time versus real time. What is fascinating is that if they're if they're showing themselves, you know, doing a sketch or a drawing, they will speed it up in just the right amount of way that it looks feasibly real. That you think, oh gosh, they, you know, they, um, this is incredible. They're an incredibly prolific drawer. But when they show the real time, it's so much slower that it's almost like unbelievable. Like, are you sure you're drawing that slowly? So I'm, sometimes I'm not talking about like hugely obvious material. Sometimes you can't tell if it's sped up. It's kind of sped up to a believable level and not beyond. Obviously, there's lots of videos where it's very clearly sped up. There's like someone rushing around at a, an intense rate. So it's just it's really good to practice questioning it and to make a note of where you're at with your consumption. Is this something that's going to feed me and fuel me right now or is it going to impact my creativity? Am I going to watch this and not feel good enough? Am I going to watch this or look at these images and and have my confidence drop, doubt myself and feel self-critical? Then maybe it's not the right thing to consume right now. And we need to be asking ourselves that regularly. 
Am I feeding in a fast pace when I need a slower pace? Is it causing an imbalance there? Because it's creating an illusion that things can be created fast and they can be achieved a certain way. And if if I'm not able to do that, if I'm not able to keep up with that pace, if I can't create that many paintings in a year, if I can't write that many books, you know, if I can't decorate cakes that way, if I can't sing with that many different harmonies in one long mistake-free stint, if I can't dance like that without falling over or without taking a pause or taking an extra breath, you know, I'm not good enough. Like that's the evil of comparison. That's the evil of social media because it sets a standard without a context, particularly if the person that's posting it or sharing it doesn't add or doesn't verbalize any context then you're left to fill in those gaps yourself and I can guarantee your brain will fill them in a way that that places them on a podium and that places you in a critical level why because it's trying to save you from the vulnerability it's trying to save you from the painful feelings of not feeling good enough or feeling rejected or feeling unworthy so it'll kind of be like well I'll get us straight there deal with it quickly move on protect ourselves and so you know all of a sudden you start being avoidant you start thinking you're not capable of something it can be really damaging and it is something that you just need to challenge a you need to question if someone is really speedy in their creativity how much practice have they had is this their area of specialty what if they were like me and they hadn't done that before you know normalize slowness normalize complexity and variation and detail because it's not presented online what's presented is curated it can be one-dimensional it can be out of context it can be altered there's a real danger there and there is a real difference between reality and what is online so just take it all with a grain of salt and remind yourself that the richness comes in the slowness that slowness can be celebrated slow down Enjoy the slowness, the slow pace, the richness that comes with that, the basking in the sunshine, so to speak. And there is many ways to do that. There are many ways to slow down. Acknowledge that it's a learning, that it's about the journey and that, you know, the steps aren't something to be impatient and rushed through. They're an opportunity to pause and to reflect and to absorb and to feel the senses we experience more gratitude more we experience more satisfaction when we have slow sensory connected experiences we're not wired to be fast all the time that's just a byproduct of our modern life which most of the time i love incredibly dearly but there are some hacks there are some important things to remember and to allow yourself the space and the time to express yourself and to play and to be just as you are. So I hope this episode inspires you to think about slowness and to think about the pace of art making. I will look forward to the next episode with you all. Have a lovely week. And as always, I just want to finish up with a thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you could like or share it, that would be wonderful. And thank you so much to our first Ko-Fi donator this week. And if we're talking about social media reality and 
image and slowness and just growth and evolution being slow i got my first ko-fi donation this week so episode 21 it's been many months since the podcast started and things just grow they just have a slow evolution it takes time but i really appreciate l who donated it was lovely to receive your feedback and your support of the podcast and if you would like to support the podcast and myself you can donate a ko-fi Um, The link is in the show notes, so it's a donation for the cup of a coffee. And for those of you that have, I've had a a lot of new listeners in the last few episodes, so I also just wanted to let any new listeners know that I also have an art making guide called 52 Weeks with You, which is 52 ideas for art making with family, whoever that may be. And I am also in the process of working on a art making guide for individuals. So I look forward to sharing that in the coming month or two. (music) 